Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. HBCU Pride. I believe in HBCU culture and I believe in HBCU sports. This is what our show is about. HBCU Pride with Tim McCain and Derek Hall. Peace, family. You're listening to Believe in HBCUs with Timothy McCain and Derek Hall. What's happening? What's going on, Tim? How are you doing I'm today? Good, brother. I'm good. How are you? I mean, I'm blessed. I'm out of heaven, man. That's good. That's good. That's all I can do. So uh, today, man, we got a few topics that we're going to talk about. But um, the first one we're going to talk about is uh, Chadwick Bozeman, uh, the brother who uh, played the legend who played Black Panther, James Brown. He played Jackie Robinson in 42, and he was a Howard graduate. Um, honestly, I remember the, the first time that I saw uh, Chadwick Boseman in the movie, it actually was uh, the movie with Floyd Little. You know, the first, um, he, was, he played uh, Floyd Little, and it was with uh, the brother who won the first Heisman, the first black man to win the Heisman, who played for Syracuse. Forgot Ernie the Davis. brother's name. Ernie Davis. Ernie Davis. Ernie Davis was the first African American to win the Heisman. Should have been James Brown, not James Brown, Jim Brown. Um, should have been Jim Brown. But um, Ernie Davis was the first HBCU player to win, not HBCU player, but the first African American to win the Heisman at Syracuse University. But um, he played that role, and actually. Um, Ernie Davis gave him a little bit of an advice. And I was like, who's this guy? And then I would continually to see more movies by um, Chadwick Boseman, man. And uh, I just want to know, man, what did you think of Chadwick Boseman and all the movies he did? I mean, Chadwick was a superior person. Let on set of movies aside. Like, you are what your character say you are. And his character says he was a, a stand-up man that believe in certain things that, you know, everybody you can get a get you can get on board with. He's a well spoken black man at that coming to South Carolina. Which is amazing. Um it was sad to see that he died. But it also was like he died and he was going through a lot of pain. Right. Crazy part. Like, yo, and Chadwick became a legend. You know, just because, like, yo, you made about eight movies. Right. You made about eight movies, and um, and you was going through so much pain, and nobody knew. Like, yo, that's amazing. Like, he became a legend. Like, yo, he going through so much pain, but he's still killing himself to, to deliver for his for his fans, which was amazing to me. Yeah, man. Oh, uh, so he so he he spoke. He was with the Howard. So, Beyonce, the story, right? Beyonce's sister, right? She graduated Howard 2018. So, you going to the, going to the thing? Chad, so how would do this weird graduation? Like, you graduate during a week, right, for your your department, and then end of the day, the end of the week is the whole big, whole school. But some people don't go. It's like, y'all already graduated, already got my diploma. I don't want to sit out there in the hot sun. But this particular time, like he 18, I think he smoked at 18. So she's like, yo, she said, yeah, you going? I said, no. I said, I bet she wish she would have went now, though. 
knowing that, you know, he delivered an amazing speech that day, Howard. But, you know, this is untimely demise. It's crazy. Yeah, man. Um, it's It really is, man. It really shows. You know, one of the things that he talked about, though, was um, – uh, he had, he, had, you know what's interesting was Donna Ware interviewed him mm -hmm. uh, back um, when he was when he after he finished James Brown, and one of the things that he talked about was the the similarities between um, playing the James Brown character and the Jackie Robinson character uh, was that they had to lace up their shoes and, and and work every day, no matter you know no matter what their situation was, no matter what uh, obstacles they had to face, they had to lace up their shoes and go to work. And he talked about how like it, it showed him that they had discipline. And mm -hmm. I believe when he was going through this, when he found out that he had colon cancer, I believe he used those characters and decided, you know what, I'm gonna lace up those shoes and I'm gonna go to work. Yeah. Um, so that's that song Chadwick, man, he definitely was a hero. He was, uh, to be honest with you, he was somebody that I looked up to. I said, a brother that looks like me can be on screen and, you know, do the things he did. So rest in peace to Chadwick Boseman. Rest in peace to Chadwick. Yes, sir. King T'Challa. Exactly. Conda forever. Conda forever. <laughs> so uh, I want to I talk about some uh, two athletes, uh, Jordan Cofield and Jermaine Pink. Uh, both of those brothers passed away. Um, Jordan Cofield, he had a 3.2 GPA. Uh, and uh, he was a running back who killed it in college. He was a, a model student, a heck of an athlete, and um, he had a bright future. He passed away from a motorcycle accident, and Jermaine Pink, um, he also uh, passed away. Um, we don't really know all the details of, of what happened with that, um, but I, I just wanted to just mention them because, like, I just believe that we have to give a spotlight on the current culture of HBCU, positive and negative. But I wanted to just talk about these brothers because, you know, I mean, they had, a, they had people who looked up to them. They inspired people and they inspired their community. And I think uh, I just want to uh, shine the spotlight on them for what they did for the people that they loved and supported. Most definitely. So for our next topic, my man, I was looking at this um, MEAC uh, all first team, brother. And I want, I want to know your opinion on this, man. Um, you know, they got uh, Jermaine Martin, who's they, they're going to say he's the all MEAC conference offensive player of the year. They got um, Howard, um, who also plays for A&T as a defensive uh, player of the year. If you really look at the all – the first team on MEAC, you literally only see A&T. You see a couple of Central, one Florida A&M, but you really see A&T. Like, when you look at it, how – why do you think A&T is just so dominant compared to other schools in the MEAC conference? Oh, when you win, you know, when you win and you got a great team, like, they have been putting in work for a long time. And when you win games, it's only right to award students that's winning the games, that's working hard. Like, so you got to treat it like, even though, you know, uh, and also, also, 
I think when you vote for the, the first team of any conference, the other coaches from the team also vote too as well. So that shows you that the other coaches from the different from your school in the conference are seeing what you got out there and like they're being amazed and not just being biased and picking their own players. They're picking players that have hurt them in the past. So it's just it's like, yo, when you win, you most dominant team, you got the best team, why not put like it's all about putting the best players on there on an All-American team, no matter what, how many you come to school. If you was the best player that year at your position, you deserve to be on there. You put in that work, you should do it. No, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. If you didn't put in that work, but you got a big name, like you shouldn't be in there because your name, so is your name big, but you're not putting in that work. I got somebody in the gym grinding and you lollygagging. So. Mm. I mean, that's facts, man. Um, when I look at A&T, bro, I mean, it's, I think it's it's just the history. I think that's one of the reasons why they're um, they've always been dominant. Why they're still dominating today, man. I mean, when you look at A and history from the Greensboro Four to the amount of pride that you when when people talk about HBCUs, especially here in North Carolina, it's either Central or it's A and T. But when you're in Greensboro, man, like all they talk about is the A and T. All they talk about is the T. I mean, money's in T. You got the fans. So wherever the money goes, if wherever black people invest in, it'll be successful. And a lot of black people invest in A&T, which is why you see they can offer scholarships to athletes. You know what I mean? Where they can get those people like, oh, you go to a you think about going to A&T? You get a lot of love at A&T. And uh, I just can't well wait. Deserved. Well deserved. You should, you should, if you, A&T get a lot of love because, you know, they got, they got, Students, athletes that graduate make a difference right. in the field, and they love the school so much. They promote it. They give back to it. So it's like it's a love affair. It's a love affair from the time a freshman steps on the campus to they leave. Yes, and come back consistently. It's always and always it's always it's like that with all black colleges, like. You love it when, once you get there. It's a love fest for your four years. You go through your travel tribulations. You see the history. You see the culture that is building. And you see people just like you thriving, right? You, you get your job and you come back because you want to put your school on the map because you know how hard it was for you to get out of that. So. Mm. I got you. Respect, respect. You're right. It is like that in a lot of HBCUs. But I just know, man, when people talk about the T, it's something else, man. I'm just telling you. I, but maybe that's because I grew up with a family filled with A&T alumni. And I'm telling you, man, they rep the T. I mean, I have uncles that literally will be like, A&T engineering program is better than states. And that's a fact. You know, it's better than this, it's better than that. So... I'm telling you, man, people got love for A&T, and I think that's one of the reasons why you see A&T at a level. But speaking about, like, money, and we talk about positions and players, uh, Deion Sanders uh, was um, actually not uh, – he actually was not um, connected to Jackson State. There was some rumors that came out that um, he could uh, potentially be a head coach at HBCU. Um, however – uh, they said that that was not the case. 
Derek, in your opinion, what would it be like if Deion Sanders were the coach at HBCU? Uh, it'll be fun. It, 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 it will bring a lot of money to the school and the program, you know, whoever to the program, to the athletic department, because soon as Deion steps on campus at HCU, everything's Nike now. Everything's Nike, bam. And then Deion has to connect to like, you know, Nike, donate this, or such and such, donate this, you can build a new facility here. So I think Deion is so well connected, it'd be, it'd be amazing to do that, but will he want to do that? Right, yeah, that's the question, so, man. I, if he like, yeah, he can, he can want I can be on. He would, he would. Um, I think he wants wants the coach. He's not going on NFL Network anymore mm-hmm. because he wants the coach. But I also think he wants to see his kids play too as well. So yeah, you know, uh, he's got. He's got two kids right now that are killing the game. He's got a son who's a cornerback. I think he's going to go to South, South Carolina. Yeah. I think he's going to South Carolina. Then he's got his, uh, his youngest son. That's a quarterback. Who's a quarterback for uh, Trinity Christian, which is where Deion Sanders is the offensive coordinator. Um, yeah. But he did say in an interview um, that he was thinking about becoming a head coach by next year. And I believe that – yeah, by next year, 2021. So, I'm telling you, man, Deion, I think what – and this is my personal opinion on it. I feel like before he becomes a head coach um, from a college team, I think he needs to go and be an offensive coordinator at a college team instead of just being straight coach, you know, from offensive coordinator to head coach. I mean, he was offensive coordinator at high school. I feel mm-hmm. like he might need a little bit of time. You don't think, think so? Oh, wow. Why do you think that? Why do you think he need time? Well, just because, man, I mean, it's just a huge leap. I mean, you. I mean, think about it. You have certain coaches who are tired. I mean, Deion Sanders has a lot of different things he's doing, and it's like if he's a head coach, he's got to like give a lot of stuff up. I mean, we're talking about somebody who's like super entrepreneurial, somebody who's like invested in different things, and it's like if he gradually comes, you know, if he goes to the college level, becomes offense coordinator, sees how how much time he has to, he can get rid of some of those things or have somebody else run his business while he becomes, you know what I'm saying, where he's just jumping in. I'm saying from a financial perspective, from a business perspective, if I were Deion Sanders or if I I was close to Deion Sanders, I, I mean, I would recommend, hey, look, why not be the offensive coordinator, figure out what style you want to do, and then your other businesses, you let you you have other people work on it with you, and then gradually become a head coach. I get that, but consider Dion's age. Mm. Um, consider his age. I don't think he's only at his age. Who he is, his persona. I don't think it doesn't work. High school works is cool because nobody's, you know, no nobody's like paying him. I don't got so your heart. You just go on campus, you're getting paid. Now you lose a few games. The head coach, like, yo, uh, what do you think about Dion taking your job? It's about I think his 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 his, his um, persona and his name is too big to be offensive coordinator at That's college. 
But so doesn't it that happen all the time anyway? Like, but, but Derek, doesn't it happen all the, all the time? Like, if you have, um, let's say you have a defensive-minded head coach and the offense is doing an incredible job, but the defense is lacking and they're losing games, whether or not some, that coach has a big name because the offense is playing well, people are going to continue to say, people are going to start to say, hey, look, the offense – the offensive coach is doing his job. He's doing his thing. The defense so, you know, I don't I don't know if it's just the name. I feel like it has a lot to do with production anyway. So if he's an offensive coach, go ahead. Yeah, I feel you. I understand. But Deion is the name. Deion. Deion is the brand. Deion is who you want. Deion, you gonna, Deion is who you're going to send to those couches and get them some five-star D1 prospects to come to Jackson State just to get True. a school name. You want like, yo – and the players like, yo, I don't want to meet you. I want to meet the head coach. True. But you send me Dion. If then I can find my son how to play, I'm gonna, we gonna sign there. So Dion got to be all in on the college the head coach, right? But I think he doesn't start like lower level. Like he go to HBCU and dominate. He definitely get a big time job and he get for the state job. I got you. I got you. Say, man, my last question uh, for you, man, is um, out of all the black quarterbacks that have played the NFL, what coach would you see? What, what quarterback do you see would be a great coach and could be maybe a potential fit for an HBCU? Like now? Like right now. Let's like, like a Donovan McNabb. Or like a Mike. I think, I think Russell Wilson Ooh. will be the best coach because he's hard because he, he's a hard worker and I think Russell can communicate very well. I think being a head coach, you have to be able to communicate very well, and sometimes how, how not all, but how black quarterbacks lead is like, yo, I can't really tell you how to lead or mm. tell you what I want you to do. All I can do is show you by my action, which is, which is, I'd rather somebody, I, I'd rather you show me how to do something, tell me how to do something. Okay. But if you can tell me and show me, like, oh, you're like, I think Russell Wilson could do that. Um, as a plan right now, Russell, um, Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, but I need to see. He, he, maybe right now, I think Pat, right now Pat is still living off uh, talent, his own talent. Right Bruce now, so maybe Teddy. Teddy, maybe Teddy. Teddy can show you like, yo, I gotta show how to get back up, kind of sound. But like, I, I was, I was standing, I was standing with like just Russell, Russell. Russell Wilson. I like that. I like that, man. He's he's a legacy. I mean, he's a legacy kid. He's got the chops. He's got the championship experience. He's got the know-how. I mean, and then, honestly, you're. I think he would be a really good fit for HBCU. I mean, yeah, I mean, his grandfather was um was a chancellor for an HBCU. He's got, he's got ties. He's got ties, man. So, um. So, did you say, uh. Did MEAC release their schedule this year? Yeah, uh, yeah. So what well, they released their um offensive players of the year. So it was like 
that's what I was talking to you about, like, um. Oh, yeah, I, I was like, uh, we see me now, like, yo, they have the season? They leave the conference schedule? Well, well, um, you know, it's, right now, it's, it's, it's an interesting time, man, because it's like, I know the, the, uh, the SWAC, they canceled their season, um. And then most uh, likely, man, all all team all all seasons will be canceled if you don't have that big conglomerate of money that's right, right behind you in the bag in the bathroom. Like yeah. the D one schools, there's money in there, they can go get it out. Cause they don't like I feel bad for like HBCUs, SWAT, NEAC, NAA, right. uh, the lower D one schools that doesn't necessarily have the cachet. The, the the green paper to really like oh we can afford to do these coronavirus tests we can afford to have doctors there every other day make sure nobody gets sick yeah man and, and, and they can, and they can afford a cleaning service to clean the waste daily wow so that that's that and then, you know they can they can spread out better like without taxing the the the, the, the students like like, you can, I'm pretty sure Swag had the money. Like they would, but they just don't have the money. Yeah, man, we got to, um, as a community, we got to pull our resources together so that, you know, they can have those services. But I, I just think during this time period, um, we, we might not get back to, like, regular sporting events till like, 2021, 2022. I think, I think, regularly, It'll be it'll be twenty five next year. For me, I think I believe. <laughs> I believe podcast. I'm Derek Hardy, Tim McKay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I believe uh, uh, we'll, it'll be the same next year. I think uh, they'll have come up with a vaccine mm-hmm. so that's accessible for people to 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 get it. And um, I think that it'll be. It'll be the same. People will take the vaccine, be fine. Some people still wear their mask, but I don't think the mask is going away. I think the mask, mask, yeah. somewhere going to stay. But as in year to year, people want to like, I'm not wearing a mask, but I might wear a mask. A mask is going to be like a wallet. It's going to just be on you. Like, yo, I got a, I got a mask, but I might not use it. I got a yeah. wallet, but it might be something in it. Might not be nothing in it. <laughs> It's, it's gonna be a fat. They're already. It's already gonna be like a fashionable thing. They probably already got like masks where it's a part of the outfit. They're gonna start making masks where it's gonna be cool. I, I can't wait till they have like HBCU covered mask. You know what I mean? HBCU designs. Put Jackson right. and North Carolina Central. You're gonna see all that kind of stuff coming out. So, but yeah, man. Uh, the the way we do things is definitely gonna be different, man. Um. And we're going to have to adjust to it, even though um, not everyone can get it. It definitely does affect um, our community and we need to um, be careful. You know what I mean? We, we got to watch what we eat. Um, and I think we're going to get tested, too, man, as well. Yeah, and get tested, too. Um, so uh, it's, it's definitely something that we got to think about in our community. But, hey, thank you, everyone, for listening to Believe in HBCU. We believe. I'm Tim McCann, Derek Call. Y'all have a blessed one. Peace.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.